Exactly one hour later, the tired but delighted Starlings and Gary landed at their destination. They immediately set about preparing for their four-month stay. They scouted out pastures, trees and old buildings that they could settle in for the next while. Seb and his gang, including Gary, spotted an old, dilapidated barn and decided that it would make an ideal base. It had a roof with a view, or in other words there was a big hole in the roof, a loft with broken floorboards and crumbling walls with loads of nukes and crannies that they could shelter in from the storms that might come their way over the winter months. Most importantly though, a stream flowed beside it from where they could drink fresh water and wash themselves. However, they had to negotiate terms with the resident of the barn, an old owl who went by the name of Senor Zabi. Hola, Senor, said Seb. Is the barn available to rent for the winter months? The old owl looked wide-eyed at Seb and hooted a few times. See, see, but it will not come cheap. A cheeky couple of the other delinquents started to snigger. Did he just say cheap? Said cheeky number one. <laughs> he did. Said cheeky number two. Cheap, 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 cheap. The other starlings burst out laughing at the budgie sounds. <laughs> Listen to them, they're parroting a budgie. Said another to more laughs. C-H-E-A-P You scallywags. Hooted Senor Zabby suddenly. The two cheeky starlings started to go very red. They looked away, embarrassed that the old owl had understood them, and worse, that he had called them out on their messing. Silence descended on the other delinquents too, not because of what Senor Zabby said, but because of the way he twisted his head around by 180 degrees. Basically, this freaked the starlings out. They half expected his head would fall off, but it didn't. Gee, pretty it's swear they never saw an owl before, muttered Gary. One of the delinquents even tried to copy the old owl's head movements, but he failed miserably and the scallywag ended up with a crick in his neck. Senor Zabi struck a hard bargain. After much haggling, the delinquent 13 agreed to pay 260 cac rent each month. That is, 20 cac each, for the pleasure of staying in such a luxurious place. Senor Zabi would continue to live in the loft, while Gary, Seb and the others would keep to the ground floor and the crumbling walls. The starlings quickly settled into a routine. They got up at sunrise each morning and went on a search for breakfast, which for the starlings consisted of caterpillars, moths and the odd beetle and the very odd mosquito. Gary's breakfast usually consisted of anchovies or sardines. The delinquent 13 then met up at the stream beside the barn for a drink, a wash and a quick gossip. Once that was done, the first training session of the day took place. Lunch, a meal of insects for the starlings and sardines for Gary, was always held at midday. The local humans 
liked to take a siesta in the early afternoon after their lunch, and the murmuration decided to do likewise. For an hour after lunch each day, Gary took the opportunity to teach Seb how to write, and then he spent the remainder of his rest time updating his log, where he wrote down what he did during the previous 24 hours. Once the rest period was over, it was back to training, which continued until sunset. The murmuration then feasted on the swarms of insects that were out and about at that time of the evening, while Gary normally took a quick spin to the sea and caught his supper in the fading light. Most nights, before they went to sleep, the starlings and Gary used to swap stories with Senor Zabi before he went out for his midnight snack. The young starlings tried to impress the old owl by telling the craziest stories that they could make up. However, Senor Zabi always had the upper hand, or wing, with the tales he used to tell. Senor Zabi told one tale that really caught the delinquent's attention, especially Seb's. It was all about how the humans made use of discarded feathers from geese and swans. Senor Zabi told of how in the past humans used to put the tip of such a feather into a small pot that contained a liquid called ink. The humans then took the feather out of the ink pot and checked it to see if enough ink had gathered on the tip. They then transferred the ink off the tip by scratching it on a parchment or a piece of paper. The starlings were intrigued. Why would you scratch a piece of paper with a discarded wing feather? <sighs> humans, what are they like like? Then Senior Zabby blew the starlings' minds. The feathers and ink used to be what the humans used to like with before pens and pencils were invented. This made Seb even more determined to learn how to write. After all, if the humans needed a bird's feather to write with, then it would be awfully bad form if he, a bird, did not learn how to write too. <laughs> 